welcome to the indian cycling podcast we have a very good episode today where we will be talking about a couple of guys riding all the way from bhadrachalam in telangana all the way up to arako in andhra pradesh and then on to odisha so we have uh, dev and gokul talking about that trip but before we go there uh, gokul why don't you go ahead and introduce our guest our first guest today hi all uh, today we have uh, dr pavan with us he is uh, really uh, uh, wears multiple hats so he is a, a doctor by profession he is has uh, uh, been cycling around for a long time and he takes fantastic photos and uh, unofficially unpaid uh, brand ambassador of samsung also i should say with all his beautiful photos so pavan why don't you talk about the event we are planning to do in hyderabad uh, soon yeah hi gokul uh, hi harsha and everybody who's listening to the podcast uh, yeah as gokul said i'm pavan and gokul i need to correct you on not just the unpaid uh, brand ambassador probably of samsung but also of tb i believe uh, <laughs> that i don't want to say <laughs> <laughs> basically i mean say basically you know that uh, i've been riding with tb most all my rides are very regular on those but then whenever i ride I always uh, carry my cell phone so i take pictures with whatever i have i mean the best you always say the best camera is the one that is in your pocket so um, yeah because you always see me carrying my particular brand of phone you associate that uh, i would do brand marketing for them but then again uh, like i said anything that is in your pocket is your best camera so for me riding is basically a passion of cycling it's been a passion that's the only thing that will wake me up at 4 a.m in the morning other than that not even work would uh, wake me up such in early times but uh, i usually whenever i ride i try to take some pics to keep a memory of that ride and probably that is the reason that i recollect every of my rides though i would have done 50 or 60 rides a year um though they are all fairly long enough they are at least a 70 or 80 or 100 km rides so i keep uh, a jog of memory of things uh where i go to and then i take pictures along the way so as a recollection that i've been on this ride so i have a distinct memory of all the rides that i've taken through my photographs so that's been a passion and slowly uh like you know you get good at something when you are pushing again about it so i think i am reasonably now uh, taking better pictures than what i was doing probably 5 years down the line what is your favorite instagram filter pawan uh, is it sepia <laughs> is it uh, black and white what is it no actually i have stopped uploading to instagram you because stopped. yeah because the the problem is i the, my phones are getting bigger and bigger oh. the the portraits and the landscape there the portraits especially when you take them and they are in 18 to 18.9 is to 9 ratio so which instagram doesn't support as a single photo so i have stopped actually because i have to crop them and then they don't look really good on that now you take so many photos uh, how many times did you put yourself at risk or your life at risk taking a photo because that is apparently a big thing with selfie seekers and all that uh, uh, i think the the recent one in vietnam was the only thing only time i had this problem where i was carrying a phone on the right hand and without realizing i put the front brake on the mm-hmm. left hand at a fault other than that 
uh, I don't think I have ever had any problem while taking pictures. Uh, that's the only time I can recollect, and that's the most latest one. So, <laughs> so are you big on hanging off cliffs and then taking pictures and you know, no, 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 other no, daredevil no. acts? No, nothing no. of that sort. No daredevil. No daredevil. I would, I would stop actually, and that would piss a lot of people <laughs> because when I'm going on a pay on, especially when you remember the Mayong song uh, trip on Thailand, it was all about climbs and. Uh, there was a poor guide expert rider with me called Paul uh, in Vietnam, in Thailand, who, who was my tagger. And in Sri Lanka, there was another guy, Prasad, who was my tagger. So because habit of taking pictures in unusual spots, I ha I would always be the last guy on the line. So the tagger would always tag me, the support vehicle would always be behind me. So uh, I would suddenly stop <laughs> in the middle of a climb and <laughs> that usually would so a lot of people behind me. So you would suddenly stop off in a descent, suddenly stop on a climb, a steep climb. Yeah. It takes the air out of people around you because it is very, you know, as a cyclist, it's tough to get on your rhythm when you're on a climb. But if I see a spot for a pick, I would just stop off. So between uh, these uh, daredevil acts or, uh, or as you say, am I next? And <laughs> some... Uh, some aesthetic sense is also there, you know, you are now, at, so why don't you go ahead and tell us about the event that you are going to have? Uh, I think um, this is basically a brainchild of Gopal and uh, Krish because um, they wanted to bring about the touring aspect of cycling. And I have been on a lot of tours with uh, the Bike Affair. In 2018, I've been uh, along with them. In 2017, we did OT uh, trip, we did uh, the Horselands trip from Hyderabad to Horselands. Then we did the Sri Lanka tour. And in 2018, I went at the Mayo Song for the Thailand trip with them. And 2019, I've been to Vietnam trip. Uh, so I've been on a lot of trips, uh, touring basically uh, on bikes with the bike affair. So I have had a chance to uh, take pictures, a lot of loads of pictures uh, while on these tours. And, uh, and I think, uh, yeah, reasonably some are really some I felt good, so uh, so even I think Krish also felt uh, some of them were really good, and he he wanted uh, a few of us uh, like me uh, who share the same kind of uh, passion. Joe, for example, Joe Thomas, Joseph Thomas. Uh, when Krish actually wanted to display or you know uh, or bring about the touring option, because not many people are interested in the touring perspective. Most of them, you see, because they uh, they do the daily rides, the weekly rides but very few people really understand or uh, because they have never gone on the tours. If they've gone on the tours, they won't really understand that. So Krish wanted to showcase the touring aspect of biking so that to introduce people um, to touring aspect. When you follow some of those uh, beautiful uh, photographs on touring, for example, Cameron on bike is one guy on Facebook and Insta. Beautiful guys, he is written all over. And if you look at his touring photographs, you would be very much impressed. So, so, so there are some inspiring um, photographers like that who tour and take absolutely beautiful photographs. So I think um, to introduce that part of uh, bike touring and to reminiscent most of those uh, special moments that we had on these tours, uh, the, the Bike Affair is organizing a photo exhibition uh, to showcase a few photographs of uh, me, Joe, Thomas, and uh, Dharma. 
to put together because we have been on different tours uh, with uh, Bike Affair. Uh, me and Joe have been on one tour together, but Joe has been on other tours uh, with the Bike Affair and Dama has been on another tour with the Bike Affair. So in all, we're trying to uh, showcase the bike touring aspect, uh, especially from the eyes of amateur photographers like us and uh, bring about some relatable content uh, to the visitors to that exhibition. So I think it would be a very interesting concept. It's uh, something we are doing for the first time. So I'm excited because um, I get to show off my pictures. Uh, yeah, but also because I've seen it on screen, but I've never seen it on a printed format. So mm -hmm. I've seen it on a, even on my television, big 55-inch television, I could uh, screencast them and see them. And I'm impressed with how they are turning out. So, so you are impressed with your own work? Yeah, obviously you would be proud of that. No, you, you would be happy of some pictures. At least you know you get an angle perfect and what you wanted. That's so surprising because whenever I take a picture, I think <laughs> this is just garbage. Why did I even bother? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, see, if you don't like what you're doing, you wouldn't keep doing it and, again. And to be fair, I never bothered taking pictures. <laughs> So I think sometimes it, it happens that uh, when you're riding and taking pictures, you feel um, sometimes it's just an, you know, one, one sort of an incentive for me mm. to ride, actually. When I'm riding and I see it's a new road, I, I'm excited to go on a new road because you end up seeing new things. And it also helps you in looking at things in a little uh, different perspective because we are all used to going on long drives on cars. I also do motorbiking. So I have a motorbike, I go on trips, long trips, even on motorbike, but unfortunately because of time constraints, not much, but uh, the idea that you go on a motorbike or when you zip through a long drive on a car, you miss tend to miss out a lot of things that are interesting to see when you're slowing things down. Now you can walk, but you wouldn't go far. And cycling, I believe, is a great way to go far, but at the same time, slow things down at your own pace and see the world in your eyes in the slow pace. So for me, it's about uh, looking at your surroundings and um, looking at the nature around you because we live in this part of Hyderabad, just we are just five minutes out of the city, our jungle. So once we go on the outskirts, you can take it slow and then uh, take the world uh, through your eyes or through your lens. So where is this event going to happen? Uh, I think Gokul um, has uh, organized it in Chit Chat Chai mm -hmm. in Jubilees. So um, yeah, there's a Facebook page I think Gokul has already created. Uh, we are going to share that through the Bike Affair and through the social media. So it's going to be in Chit Chat Chai. It's a tea cafe and it's in the heart of Jubilees. Thanks, Pawan, for being here. Uh, yeah. Really nice to have you. Thank you, Arsha. Thank you, Gokul. Uh, Thank you, Arsha. You're, you're doing a great job here on the podcast. Uh, I believe uh, you should continue doing this. And, uh, that's how people will, I mean, enjoy them more and more. So next we will be going to Dave and Gokul to talk about the tour of Eastern Ghats. We have two dudes here with us who have descended on the show with the sole purpose of uh, making me feel jealous. Gokul, my co-host and our guest, Dev, uh, both of whom are back from the tour of Eastern Ghats. Thank you, Arsha, for calling me a cool dude. I was yeah. 
I've been waiting for this for a long time. No, I just said do it, okay? Just do it. I was just trying to correct you. <laughs> you weed off the script. So, so welcome, uh, Dev. Good to have you back. And uh, we had a fantastic time in the tour. And uh, uh, why don't you start off by introducing yourself and telling us a little bit about your uh, uh, cycling and uh, not so exciting non-cycling life. First of all, let me thank both of you to invite me over for uh, such an uh, interesting podcast. Uh, I have not really talked about cycling ever. Uh, okay. That's This is the first time that I am going to be talking that, about that cycling. That means you are a family man. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yeah. So, I am still not mad enough and my family is still holding on to me somehow. That's fair, fair uh, judgment. Uh, so, my cycling journey started say about five and a half years back uh, and uh, typically if I have understood it right, most of uh, our middle-aged men go to the doctor, get a, <laughs> get a report from the doctor which says uh, you are borderline on this, borderline on that uh, and that's where we realized that you know while we were kids we used to play a lot and now we can't. So, that's how it started. Mm. Cycling was the easier one as mm. compared to running. Swimming mm. is not an option uh, at least in Hyderabad in terms of facilities that time. Mm. So this came out. I started with a very small hero cycle of six gears. Um, my first journey was about 30 kilometers when LNT uh, Metro had organized a red ride, which was basically to uh, follow the, rare, uh, yeah, the journey route, of yeah. uh, the Metro from, I think it was uh, near either High Tech City or High Tech City to Uppal, right? High Tech City to Uppal. Exactly. I also did that actually. So mm. that's where it started and mm. then it just got stuck. So, I have changed my bikes over a period of time, uh, changed from 30 kilometers to now, say about 600 to 700 kilometers, a few breves. Uh, now I'm getting back to running as well. Cool. <laughs> now that laziness has come off. So, that's mm-hmm. that's about me, and uh, I'm glad that I'm here today. Cool. So, Gogol, why don't you kick off the proceedings by telling us uh, what the tour of Eastern Ghats is and uh, why I should feel bad for missing it? And uh, spoiler alert, uh, I couldn't go only because of some deadlines at work, uh, not because I'm lazy as has been posited by some people. Oh, okay. Was that one of me? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So I I wish your uh, boss is listening to this. so yeah, the the tour was uh, organized by Bike Affair. Krish uh, was the primary organizer. So uh, I, the last few years, I have been uh, lucky to have uh, the bandwidth at the store to you know to join Krish's tours. Otherwise, it was always that either me or Krish were riding or organizing a tour. So this tour uh, happened between the 31st of August and uh, the 4th of September this year and it was uh, organized such that it fell in between, uh, Ganesh Chaturthi fell in between the tour and uh, it started at um, Badrachalam and uh, ended at uh, Vaisak. We covered uh, Maradmali, Narsipatnam, Araku, we even ventured into Orissa. So the 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 two key or probably three key aspects of the tour were uh, we had a really fun group it was a very small cozy group and we had a real hilarious group uh, we had a lot of fun uh, during and after the rides in the evenings and uh, the the route was very beautiful no i, I will not be kidding you when i say that uh, some of the vistas were actually 
far better than what I had seen in Europe uh, a few months ago. And uh, the third aspect was actually the weather. You know, it it was pouring on most of the days, but somehow uh, I don't think we really sweat uh, sweated that much or we felt the heat at all in any of those five days of riding. So it was a fantastic ride, and uh, uh, for the. Uh, uh, riders it had something for every kind of rider in the sense that uh, it was challenging enough for riders like Sam and Prajwal who could uh, you know, challenge themselves to a climb or you not know, try to get on the leaderboard in Strava and at the same time there were uh, riders so there was at least one rider who was on a hybrid and uh, you know, who could uh, scale the climbs uh, on the hybrid and uh, still enjoy riding through so so that was the uh, the lot of reasons for you to be uh, unhappy with your boss. <laughs> <laughs> so Dev, your turn to brag. How was this tour different for you? Well, uh, it's very difficult to brag per se. <laughs> but yeah, the experience no, has there. been... <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure I'll get there. Some mm-hmm. of, uh, by, the, by the time I finish at least about five of these tours in five different parts of the country, <laughs> then I'm sure I'm going to be hosting a podcast as well. <laughs> okay, so uh, uh, this has been a long uh, uh, journey for me, uh, you know, attending these tours. My first tour was, say, about two and a half, three years back. Uh, that was the tour of Nilgiris. And that's where I actually ended up exploring uh, the interiors of India. We had actually gone to three different uh, um, forest reserves. Mm. Uh, that two within the uh, three uh, lovely, beautiful st- uh, states of southern part of India. That was Kerala, Karnataka, as well as Tamil Nadu. So that's what actually got me engaged. But somehow due to some ill health and uh, issues, uh, I could not continue that. So it took a good long one year break and it's been the last year and a half that I've again started building my stamina, building my confidence and again trying to get back into the nature and the wilderness. So it's not only about cycling, it is also about getting to know the nature, getting to know uh, the, uh, you know, the nitty gritties of how people actually live and connect to the ground way beyond the city limit. So that's that's one part of things which got me into it. Uh, the moment I heard about this tour being organized by TBA, I did not have to think about it anything else and I just jumped into it. I think in a scale of 1 to 5, I would rate it as top 4.5. Uh, even before knowing where I'm going, I had full confidence in the tour, the organizing uh, committee as well as the faith that the rider mix is going to be fairly good. I don't consider myself in the league of Sam's and Prajwal's of the world where where they are way beyond. But again, it will give me a little benefit to check my limits and understand as to where we are heading. So that's that's one part of the tour that we definitely, definitely enjoyed. So when you tell someone about a tour like this, the first thing that surprises people is, oh, five days, oh, 570 kilometers. that really stands out for people and how do you disabuse someone of the notion that they can't do it and bring them to a place where they say yeah maybe i should try that because that that's the reaction from people who are just starting out cycling or who don't do cycling yeah bring them to a certain level what is that gap um i guess uh you, you just have to be able to do a, a 100 kilometer fairly comfortably without uh, really uh, getting you know, completely tired. 
so if you could do that you are ready for any of these tours is what i would say and probably like you no know, be able to do a couple of uh, centuries back to back and that's all that it is uh, and uh, the key thing about these tours is that uh, even though we are covering 100 uh, 100 120 kilometers or even 150 kilometers in a day there are sufficient breaks and uh, um, there is enough support along the way so if you are for example if you are riding a 100 kilometer by yourself that is going to be far more challenging because a lot of things you have to figure out by yourself whereas here you know that every 30 odd kilometers there is going to be some kind of stop or support or a food break or a snack break or something like that so you are taken care of in that sense uh, however the 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 important thing is uh, like i generally tell people when i train uh, when somebody is training for these kind of uh, events is that you need to be able to complete the ride comfortably so that you can enjoy the rest of the day or you can enjoy the uh, you are not completely thinking about whether i can whether i have the legs to complete the tour and you are actually coming out of that and are able to see around and enjoy so so i will not lie about it i think you there is not na- you have to be able to do a century comfortably because the whole point is not just beating yourself and somehow uh, crawling back home or to the hotel but it is uh, it's about being able to do that with reasonable ease of course if you are able to do 100 you can do 150 that much leverage is fine but beyond that if you if you push yourself too much if you are not prepared enough you are not going to be able to enjoy the tour and that is very critical and doing 100 kilometers ride is not that difficult you know if we given about 3 uh, months uh, for somebody who is reasonably fit and even if we are starting from scratch i think we can do a century absolutely agree with you gokul i think uh, the number itself you know the number 100 mm-hmm. pulls in a little bit of an apprehension for a day mm-hmm. but uh, it is about the state of mind yeah somewhere correct. you have to just let it go and take let the child in you take it over saying that you are just getting into an adventure So when you take a child to a uh, amusement park he is never going to get satisfied in one hour you cannot time it mm, yeah. but is the same child that you have to instill in you and say let's just go there enjoy ourselves and then see but yeah. having said that uh, this is a physically challenging tour so you need to be in some sort of shape and form to attempt it mm. but if you can take over if you can cross over that mind barrier it is going to be much more easier yeah. so that's definitely uh, yeah. and also you you also end up uh, 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 you know deriving lot of energy from your co riders so um, because you, sometimes the uh, the most uh, uh, inspiration comes from somebody whom you would least expect it from you know so uh, like you know it was so, so 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 much uh, gratifying to see uh, say a narayan who was on a very heavy hybrid just chugging along you know peacefully on a climb i mean it's not that he was fast but uh, you know the the ease with which he was doing you know he was comfortable in his own pace and that is another important thing you have to pace yourself you know, there is no use in gunning the first 50 kilometers and dying the <laughs> next 50 so uh, he was very comfortable in his pace and this tour allowed him to be in his comfort zone so and you will also when you see that i'm i'm sure if you have some fatigue in your legs it will go off yeah the companionship definitely adds 
the other uh, uh, if i can still call it a mental block is somewhere uh, in your mind you are actually aware that there is somebody to look out somebody is looking out for you correct there is a backup vehicle yeah. and there is safety enough net. and more safety net which is going to take you up correct. so at any point of time you as a person are not able to take it and say let me take a break fall back into the vehicle yeah. take a ride rest enjoy the scenery and when you are done you are back onto the saddle as yeah. and when it is ready so that safety net was one thing which was very very critical mm. another important aspect of this tour <coughs> was the amount of time that i think krish had spent on raking for example just a very simple thing that there is no network available except bsnl and there are additional bsnl sim cards available for us to pick it up for those 4 days so this gives a person like me a liberty who still anchored on to the family fairly well mm-hmm. to get back and make the family a part of the tour themselves so you still get connected at the right time and tell them that you are enjoying it give them the pictures show them the videos mm-hmm. and say it's a good thing which are happening we are in a fairly good group we are all doing well and we are having a good time so that family net also really really helps so these recce uh, uh, you know the mental safety and these kind of things really add up a lot uh, i i really admire the fact that you you know you didn't tell the reality that his phone would go into airplane mode and many times he wouldn't pick up the call during the sub no that was meant for the office folks <laughs> So Harsha you have been part of uh, the Horsley Hills uh, tour in the past in the lo- uh, the time long gone by where you used to ride and your boss was more considerate so how did you prepare for that it wasn't that long ago it was only a year ago <laughs> uh, i was a paragon of all virtues i trained hard every day quite literally i uh, i would listen to songs like eye of the tiger uh, eminem soundtrack you know for negative motivation uh, and uh, i would watch bag milka bag whenever i had uh, time uh, you know when i was in riding but uh, on a more serious note i i just made sure i would clock about 150 200 kilometers a week for uh, about a month mm-hmm. with no real consideration for speed mm-hmm. it was just stay on the saddle and uh, when i was on the tour uh, i was actually more tired on the first day um, as the days went along by the fourth day i was i was fairly mm-hmm. comfortable mm-hmm. you get tired at the end of the day but it's like your body is somewhat used to it so it's also a matter of some confidence that even now i feel i look back at that tour uh, where we did uh, 580 kilometers i think mm-hmm. in um, four days and i think well i could do that i can probably do a lot more so that, that's the confidence that that tour gave me yeah and actually the the this is a very interesting thing i have noticed uh, in the tours of the past there are uh, there are some riders who who get tired along the uh, as the tour progresses and there are these beasts who get stronger, stronger. as the tour so so you are in the beast category yeah. <laughs> i like that <laughs> yeah, i was uh, in 2015 when i was in tfn i had uh, two such beasts with me venkat was my roommate and uh, he, he was an absolute non-chalant you know he's no nonsense guy he came with a briefcase for the tour 
and with one jersey and one shorts wow the whole of the epony did with one jersey and one shorts every day and i do not want to know the details <laughs> no he did wash the jerseys and shorts every day please <laughs> uh, so uh, and uh, he was actually far stronger on the last day same with gautam narne so these mm. guys you know i was almost near dead the last day because the last but one day was the the final uh, competitive section and i was i went all out on the walpare climb and i was dead by that and the last day i literally crawled to the finish line and these guys were like super energetic on the last day you know walpare they are you know enjoying all the sceneries and all. i was like oh my god just take me home <laughs> yeah so uh, in many of these tours we hear uh, people asking about uh, you know quality of roads uh, uh, and uh, krish always says the roads are good or uh, if he is not very sure he says uh, he protects himself by saying i heard that the roads are good <laughs> <laughs> so uh, however there is something good about bad roads as well because i have always noticed where there are bad roads usually the ride is more fun there in the sense that uh, no the scenery is better the uh, the traffic is significantly lesser and you end up enjoying that more and we had one such section yeah on the third day after lambasingi to padere so wherein we had three section three options to take but we took the worst one and uh, <laughs> we had the best time so how was the roads in uh, the horsley hills tour uh, harsha uh i think uh, the road except for one day it was okay but uh, unlike your experience where it was uh, raining mostly it was fairly hot okay so that was the uncomfortable part the roads themselves were okay you could you could ride through them it was they weren't unbearable in any uh, it wasn't that extremely difficult you could ride through them okay what did you feel about the roads there i think uh, that it's a f- uh, myth that uh, the interior roads uh, especially in india are not that good yeah. uh, but i completely uh, second uh, your thoughts on this gokul uh, if we really have to enjoy all the good roads then might as well do the breways from point a to point b and get done with it mm-hmm. uh, this is about adventure this is about uh going into uncharted territories and like what you rightly said is that it is in these places of hard uh miscalculations <laughs> as what krish used to call it once in a while is that you actually end up enjoying the most so they were really really good places to be in yeah. the best cities the good weather is less traffic mm-hmm. and hospitality is on uh, the f- folks who are you know crossing the roads and give a completely surprised looks and say, why are you actually cycling here yeah. <laughs> say, this is the best way to do it and in fact uh, 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 however one thing which does spoil all the fun is uh, frequent punctures and we were lucky we didn't uh, the only punctures we had were towards the end of the day yeah in and, the main road <laughs> yeah yeah and they were all on the good roads good roads actually yeah. so we we did not have a stop during the ride for a puncture Okay. So let's let's map out this ride. Where did you start? When you say Badrachalam, mm-hmm. was it closer to the town? Was it outside the town? Mm-hmm. Badrachalam is a so for those who don't know, Badrachalam is a town in Telangana, but mm-hmm. closer to the Andhra. border with Andhra. 
Yes. So yeah. right. let's start from there. Yeah, uh, Badrachalam is actually on the uh, on the shore of uh, a river, Godavari. Uh, Godavari River. Right. So uh, we are actually quite scared when we landed there because it was extremely humid there, and uh, we we reached the Badrachalam town by uh, most of us reached by train, uh, and in fact the train station was not very close by. We had a adventure adventurous 40 kilometers uh, hike to the <laughs> hotel uh, by uh, by a unique vehicle so then uh, like you rightly said we i think within the first 10 15 kilometers we got out of uh, uh, telangana into andhra pradesh uh, the first day we had a serious climb to maradmalli it was about 140ish kilometers um, Maradmali is the the top of the climb, but it is such a small place that there is no nothing really to stay. And there are a few places to eat, but no proper place to stay. So downhill after about 15 kilometers, we had a pretty reasonable resort to stay. So that's where we ha uh, halted for the day. So I don't even know whether that place has a, uh, has a name, but you can say outskirts of Maradmali. Uh, then the second day was actually a reasonably flat slash rolling terrain and we went to a reasonably big city big uh, town called Narsipatnam uh, and that when some of us reached late and the, the town was a bus with uh, all the uh, frenzy because it was the evening before Ganesh Chaturthi so the the market was super crowded uh, then the third day was the toughest day of the tour. The second day was about 120 kilometers. Approximately, yes. Yeah, 125 kilometers. But it, uh, uh, it was through a lot of interior roads and we took a huge, uh, uh, we took a detour and uh, spent a lot of time at a waterfall, waterfall wherein we had a lot of fun. And that was, uh, Krish was encouraging us to spend time there because he said that will be the highlight of the tour. Mm -hmm. So, and we just followed Krish. So, which waterfall is this? Uh, we can't tell it. <laughs> this is supposed to be a secret. <laughs> In other words, we don't but, know the name. <laughs> but what? But what? Uh, which two places is it between? Uh, it is between Maradmalli and Narsipatnam, of Narsi course. <laughs> but uh, closer to Narsipatnam. So after the after we had crossed the waterfall, we were any which way so very wet. <laughs> but uh, we had lost some fairly decent time so uh, what it meant was that we were off our schedule mm. so uh, we made a uh, unplanned stop for lunch because it was well uh, past 1.30 and we had to cover at least about 30, minute, 30 kilometers more to go into the uh, planned lunch stop but incidentally this very small town uh, where we had lunch where I think all the 10 riders did not even have enough chairs in that small place. Mm -hmm. Turned out to be one of the best foods that we could have actually got. And uh, from there, that day was very, very interesting. I remember it because there were some steep climbs here and there. Not very, very, uh, uh, not very, very taxing. Steep climbs, uh, short climbs. And after lunch, it was just raining. And uh, just before our final stop, uh, we stopped for a quick cup of tea and uh, 15 minutes later comes Mr. Krish Pasu and says, 
I exactly know where to get the best jalebi in this town, and we were like so surprised. He said, "You are a godsend messenger for us. Just go and get the jalebi. Don't tell us where it comes from. Just go and get it." And uh, we were standing in a shack, completely drenched. The cycles were standing on the road uh, in the rain, and Chris Passu comes up with hot jalebis. And after that, we're like, "We can ride for another hundred kilometers, man. Let's go ahead." So it was pretty entertaining and. Uh, Uh, very enlightening as well it was good fun and everybody we were just we were the only cyclists on the road or should i say we were the only motorists on the road and we were just shouting ourselves waving ourselves down and say the best jalebi in town is here best jalebi in town is here just stop by and eat <laughs> it was very interesting but incidentally i don't think uh, we had uh, the courage to take out our phones or click any snaps of that place mm-hmm. but uh, those memories will stay us stay with us forever i think one of the best days that way uh, waterfall delayed lunch climbs sweltering rain mm-hmm. and then jalebi to end mm-hmm. the day what is it we need <laughs> uh, actually now i found out the uh, the uh, this waterfalls is uh, very close to a village called papampeta okay and oh, yeah, uh, i remember this name now yeah, uh, and the waterfall is called pinjati konda Okay. okay. Uh, uh, however, I I do need to issue a warning there uh, that everybody uh, has told us that this waterfall is very dangerous, mm-hmm. so you need to be very careful. Okay. So then, uh, what was the next stop? We went to Araku from there directly, or uh... it is mm. so easy to say we went to Araku from <laughs> there directly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, we yeah, we, we, we did that. reach Araku eventually. <laughs> So I see uh, I remember they were talking about the mental blocks so, uh, so the third day was the toughest day of the cli- uh, of the tour and we were told um, by Mr Basu that uh, the toughest part is the Lambasingi climb and it was very well positioned in the sense that uh, the base of the climb was exactly 15 kilometers from the start point uh, and so that gave us a fantastic warm up and then the climb was about 13 kilometers so we were fresh and ready for the climb now we reached the climb everybody was actually pleasantly surprised that it didn't look as tough as it was projected to be and we were all very happy and stuff like that uh, however the difficulty started after that so from lambasingi to paderu which was supposed to be our uh, lunch spot threw in the biggest surprises of the day the 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 30 odd kilometers from lambasingi we went through a section which was the most beautiful the worst roads and the steepest climbs so steepest so it was a deadly combination so we did stop at many places to admire them forcefully and and voluntarily uh, so either the 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 climb would stop us or the beauty would stop us so, and uh, it was quite uh, almost everybody had a near fall uh, navigating through the um, absence of roads in some of those sections so it was proper cross country prajwal was all uh, you know yes you are so happy with that uh, section because he he was trying all his mtb skills on his road bike so he was uh, freaking out in that section and it was beautiful but it was extremely challenging there were some 20 percentages i think almost uh, 
leaving out a couple uh, prajwal and sam everyone else walked so some sections it was tough and uh, it was also raining like crazy that day uh, after lamba singhi so and then we reached padero and then we were also for the first time we were uh, in doubt of uh, running out of daylight so we had to have a fast ride from padero yeah i think uh, it was uh, ronak who had a mm. pinch on the main road that was almost, a, almost yeah that i remember that very well no mm. me and mm. sam uh, had reached the the problem with araku is there are three arakus <laughs> <laughs> you you first hit the araku village then you you hit what is called as araku rs or i guess it means araku railway station and the place where we are staying is araku valley so Yeah so it is about 5 kilometers from the Araku village so while we are navigating this uh, Sam's uh, phone and Wahoo died the battery both switched off and i was not really sure because we are going so far i was not believing my gpx device i really, i felt that there was some issue there so we were trying to stop and enquire and stuff like that and our rona comes by and he is just gunning it I don't know what happened to him that day. He was going so fast, and then as luck would have it, what happened was we were so used to going fast on the downhills because we had so many uphills. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, it was all rolling, so you had to take those downhills reasonably quickly to build the momentum and you know, save yourself a little bit on the uphill. And he was doing one of those, and there was water puddle, and he didn't realize it was a proper ditch. so he went all out at about 40 kilometers into that and uh, no he had pinch flats on both front and rear thankfully he didn't have a crash so he was gunning it and we were both like you no know, both me and sam were looking at each other we don't need this at this time <laughs> of the day no <laughs> we are dead by that time so and this guy was all fresh and just going for it and uh, this stopped him and uh, we are so happy <laughs> <laughs> statistically <laughs> maybe he was just trying to reach there first so that he could prepare some coffee for all of us <laughs> but then <laughs> so the next day was also quite fun uh, uh we it was a very short it was like a recovery day not a rest day but it almost became a rest day because it was raining very bad in the morning uh, somehow as if just to tempt us it stopped raining for 5 minutes when we got out and it promptly started raining again uh, however it was good that we ventured out because uh, we entered orissa uh, and uh, we were uh, riding through a beautiful uh, water body i think it was a reservoir the reservoir yeah uh, and at some points we had the reservoir water body on both sides mm-hmm. and it was a beautiful and it was a, a small road full of greenery uh, apt for this time of the year and it was beautiful no traffic at all and we could actually uh you know it was one of those border towns wherein you could almost see the culture slowly changing you, know? you mm. could hear a, a hint of telugu in the background while you see the orissa korea cuisine and you know the language coming through so we had a fantastic lunch there it was almost as if we just went for the food day mm-hmm. and then we ventured another 3 4 kilometers for sweets and uh, that day i think our uh, somebody was craving for rasgulla 
Um, so Chomnath, so, yeah, yeah. so, so, so we had a 3-4 kilometer detour for Askolas. I think that was, uh, for me, that was the highlight of the whole tour. Those 60 kilometers, 60-70 kilometers, no climbs. It started, uh, like Bokul was saying, it started with heavy rain. Just tempted us out of the hotel, just enough to get us out onto the roads and get it drenched. Get us drenched in 5, five minutes flat. Yeah. And then uh, it was rolling, it was beautiful. Lunch to top it up, we actually ended up having a lot of fish curry from fresh uh, water fish, and then Somna topped it. Saying, Let's go for rasgulla <laughs> and Oriya rasgullas that too. Fantastic, it was a very good uh, ride that day as well. Yeah, even in the sweet shop, you could feel the culture blend because we had rasgullas, we had kajas. Uh, oh, yeah, that is a typical uh, Andhra sweet. Andhra sweet, and then we had jalebis. Uh, no, we didn't leave anything. <laughs> <laughs> Not to mention the tea and coffee. That's, that's <laughs> a given. <laughs> that weather. So, Gogol, what is your next tour? Uh, so, in fact, uh, as you're talking, uh, the second week of September, uh, there is a tour in Vietnam happening. Uh, but my next tour is going to be the Mei Hong Song uh, in uh, Loop in Thailand. I had this done this last year as well. It is a very hilly terrain. Uh, some, we end up doing something like two and a half times uh, the elevation gain is equivalent to two and a half times of uh, Mount Everest. So uh, it is a beautiful uh, route because it uh, it touches a part of Thailand which uh, most of the Indian tourists would be unaware of. Because whenever we think of Thailand, we think of the uh, touristy Bangkok or the uh, Pattaya, Pattaya or Phuket, the, Phuket uh, the beaches. This has nothing of that. It has the hills and the northern part and bordering Burma. It has a huge, uh, uh, rich culture to it. Uh, it has fantastic scenery. It, has, uh, it passes through the, the highest point in Thailand. Uh, one of the main motivations for me is going to be to complete the Doi Intanon, which is akin to our Kalahati. It is, uh, uh, I had a bad gear ratio last year, so I had to walk some of those sections. Uh, but it was still a great thing that I could uh, finish it off. Uh, this time I want to do it uh, without stopping. That's going to happen around the starting around the 13th of December, if I'm not wrong. It's uh, up on Facebook. I'll, we can share the link in uh, yeah. Yeah. the show notes. So Dev, what is your plan for the next tour? Or are you still recovering from this one? No, no, no. I am fully recovered on day five itself. <laughs> you know, my recovery mantra was a flight back to Hyderabad with Prajwal and Zan. <laughs> and Ronak, of course, the three fastest in the tour. So that was a good reason for me to stay focused on this. So whenever the next thing happens, uh, I think uh, I'll, I'll be more than happy to jump into it. But uh, till the time that happens, I have a few things lined up, not only on the cycling front, but as well. I want to attempt a triathlon and do some half marathons as well, as and when the time permits. Are you going to Goa triathlon? Goa? No. Hyderabad? Yes. Why are you not going to Goa? You should go to Goa then. I didn't have the confidence at that time. I registered it to a Hyderabad marathon after finishing the tour here. Mm -hmm. I still have the confidence that I will be able to at least, uh, you know, get my day through with that. So, cool. Yeah, also... I think Goa is now Ironman 70.3, which mm -hmm. is yeah. much, which is like the next level. So, yeah, that is tough. True. Okay, so thank you, Dave, for uh, 
coming to the show and uh, of course making me feel jealous and sharing your experience i draw inspirations not from uh, making feel jealous but making meeting people who have done something better than what i can actually achieve and today's date so yeah so thank you very much for i would me. also give you one piece of advice that uh, uh, you should put out photos and put a, you can you can now put out uh, inspirational quotes under them but only with you in them okay okay <laughs> tell give exact details of why this is inspirational because that's the trend now okay so that's all the cool kids are doing it so you should do that <laughs> i'm not going to reveal my age anymore <laughs> let the cool kids and the cool dudes do it yeah. i was almost thinking that uh, i didn't understand the joke probably i'm too old for it <laughs> Yeah, that makes us two <laughs> in the room. <laughs> okay, so thank you guys uh, for listening. Uh, as always, we have our new Facebook page, the Indian Cycling Podcast. So just go and uh, leave us any comments there. If you are on Apple Podcast, please leave us a rating and a review, and uh, we'll get back to you with a heart full of thanks. Thank you. Thank, thank you very much. much. Bye.